The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. In case you missed the news this morning, um, and we were talking about it at the top of the show there just after 9 o'clock, uh, the Israeli cabinet on Wednesday, that's very earlier this morning, considering that I think they're four or three hours ahead of us, they approved a ceasefire deal with Hamas that will bring a temporary halt to this devastating war that has stretched on now for more than six weeks. And Hamas will release dozens of hostages being held in the Gaza Strip in exchange for Palestinians in Israeli prisons. And uh, the people of Clonakilty have organised Clonakilty for Gaza this weekend. Dominic Carroll is one of the organisers of the event. Dominic, good morning to you. Good morning, Gareth. This is fantastic news. In the light of the shocking, horrific uh, war that's been happening, I I mean, this is just wonderful, isn't it? Uh, well, of course, it's extremely welcome that for the next couple of days, at least, the bombardment will cease. But I've got to be honest about it. It's a rather cynical um, move by the Israeli government. Benjamin Netanyahu has described it as a lull. He won't even call it a ceasefire. It's a pause, as they say. In other words, within a few days, business is going to resume as yeah. it was. The bombardment will be resumed. And he has guaranteed that. He has said that, uh, you know, that there, there will be no changing his mind on that. He is, they are going back to war within the next four to five days. Well, that appears to be the case. The only people who can bring any kind of um, pressure on Netanyahu are the Americans. But unfortunately, they greenlit this operation from day one. Uh, I, I, I think that they're embarrassed by the bombing of hospitals and the schools, and yet they just won't apply the, the necessary pressure to bring it to a halt. Only they can bring it to a halt, and they're just not inclined to do so. And I think it was rather unfortunate, uh, President Joe Biden's words when he was giving the press conference shortly after arriving in the Middle East, that he referred to uh, that it was the other team which shocked so many people when he used those words that uh, that caused the, the atrocities in, in early October. Yeah, I guess Biden trivializes politics. I think um, the American political system has rather trivialized politics in the last few years. And in, in, in one sense, it's difficult to take it seriously. But on the other hand, Biden is the most powerful man in the world. Uh, America is Israel's backer in terms of finance and military um, hardware, etc. So they do have to be taken seriously. Uh, and I think that the pressure that's, that's building up around the world certainly is putting Biden under pressure. There's a lot of um, demonstrations and opposition in America itself to the, the current line of the American government. So it may be that over time, you know, they're going to have to um, revise their position and begin to put some serious pressure on Israel to bring this to a halt. Can, can, like, does the Irish government have a lot of clout in, 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 in what we hope will be their effort to step up their, their efforts in international forums? Like, do they carry a lot of strength in what they say publicly? Well, I think every country has a say in in international forums, in our case, the EU and the United Nations. Uh, so, I mean, yes, I mean, obviously, it's it's not it doesn't have a great deal of weight, but it has some weight. It can't be ignored. Uh, undoubtedly, the EU uh, in Brussels and Strasbourg, etc., is uh, embarrassed by the fact that the Irish government has, has taken a, a more progressive line, as it were, by calling for a ceasefire. So certainly, you know, what is said in Ireland 
does matter to a certain extent. I mean, all, all we can do is, you know, raise our voice, you know, say whatever it is that we think should be said, uh, and just add it to, the, to similar kind of calls from other parts of the, the world. So I, I guess in one sense, you know, no, no country on its own has much power apart from the United States. Uh, but other than that, um, you, you add your voices to, or you add your voice to that of others calling for the same thing. And so, you know, then your voice is amplified and our voice can be amplified in that sense. Now, I know you, you've been at some of the gatherings over the last few weeks. Over a thousand people have turned up in the city for the past six Saturdays, isn't it, to support Gaza? Correct, six Saturdays in a row. Up to 1,500 people, in fact, have marched on those occasions. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, it's not extraordinary. I think what is extraordinary is uh, the, the outpouring of, of anger. Um, I, I think it's heartening, not surprising by any means. But do, do, I, like our, the, the, the IDF, who are controlled basically by Benjamin Netanyahu, um, they will do what he tells them to do. But who do you think can turn around and stop him? Is there anyone in the Western world who can turn around and say, look, enough is enough, short of Joe Biden, but that's not going to happen, apparently. Well, it might eventually happen. Um, I don't know. I mean, no one knows what the outcome is going to be. That's the problem. We don't know from week to week what's going to happen. Um, I think, you know, we have to consider the United Nations as well. Obviously, they've criticized Israel for breaches of international humanitarian law, for targeting civilian infrastructure, etc. And obviously, for the huge death toll, uh, 13, 14,000 people killed, half of them children. Hospitals destroyed, schools destroyed. The United Nations, the pressure in the United nations will grow um i mean it's up to them they have to make israel into a a pariah state at this stage i mean you know sanctions have to be imposed on israel uh israel has to be put beyond the pale politically um we don't know we don't know you know if that pressure will build um or whether israel will simply continue until you know it's satisfied with um its military operation but in that case gaza will be a wasteland and Netanyahu has said his his primary target here, and anyone who gets in its way will, will will be eliminated. His primary target is Hamas, but you can't eliminate an underground paramilitary organization, can you? No, I mean we've we've often heard it said you can kill the revolutionary, but not the revolution. Uh, there will always be resistance in Palestine, in Gaza, and in the West Bank. Uh, that's a given because of the the historical um, conditions, you know, that created the state of Israel in the first place. So there's no doubt about it that people will always resist, and they're forced to resist because of the fact that for them it's an existential struggle. For the Palestinians, it's an existential struggle, not just as a people, as Palestinians, but just in, in terms of their everyday uh, struggle for existence uh you know the conditions are so terrible in the occupied territories and in gaza and so on that there will always be resistance and so of course israel can't can't uh, uh, snuff that out ultimately the political issues have to be addressed mm. now i know hezbollah have been testing the the, the waters in recent weeks and they, they have made a number of attempts to make their presence felt particularly uh in lebanon and in the, the northern territories do you think there's a possibility that they will escalate their efforts well um it's hard to say. Again, one has to bear in mind that Israel is a military superpower in yeah. the region that is armed with nuclear weapons. 
So countries like Iran and movements like Hezbollah uh, are naturally um, reluctant to engage. It's not that they're not inclined to, but they, they understand what they're up against. They're up against not just this military superpower um, that is armed with nuclear weapons, and that seems to be in a mood to fire them. They've already threatened to use nuclear weapons, or certain members of the government have said that nuclear weapons should be used. It's not, a, it's not uh, surprising that the surrounding countries are somewhat circumspect in their response. I think they could be doing more, and certainly the, the, the oil-producing countries should have imposed an embargo on Israel by now. But one can't underestimate Israel, and in the final analysis, um, Israel's military might will be backed up by American military might if Israel's military might is brought under pressure. So, I mean, anyone, be it Hezbollah or Iran or surrounding uh, Arab countries, uh, has to tread very, very carefully because they know what they're up against. Now, in, in the news overnight, Netanyahu has said that they will extend, what he, as you say, what he calls this lull, uh, which is a complete insult, uh, by an additional day for every 10 hostages released. Is that the case? Is, is, is that what he's pl- planning to do? Well, that's what he said. Um, and, you know, we'll, we'll see, first of all, are those hostages forthcoming? And then is, it, is, is his words worth anything? Uh, I mean, it, it's a terrible scenario for everybody. You know, one can't doubt that. Um, but, you know, the idea that for um, 10 hostages being released, that there will be uh, a further day's lull is, is effectively saying, you release 10 hostages, we won't kill 500 people today. Yeah. And the, in terms of the prisoners that are being released, do we know much about them? Do we know how many there are? Well, we know that there are 200 children held in Israeli prisons without charge. And there are 600 women in Israeli prisons. And it, it seems that women and children will be foremost amongst those being released. They're talking about 1,500. So there will be men released from Israeli prisons. But people really should reflect upon that. 200 children held without charge. You throw a stone at an Israeli soldier in the occupied territories, you can end up in prison without charge as a child. And that's what's happened. Yeah, that's, uh, um, yeah, I, I, there are no words. Uh, like looking, looking into the new year, um, wh- where do you see this going? It, it, it's, it's a wide open question, but I, I don't think there are any answers, are there? Uh, well, look, I mean, I, I don't claim to be um, a foreign policy expert, and this is as intractable a problem as there is, you know, w- within world current affairs or politics at the moment. We can see that this problem, you know, originates with the foundation of, of the state of Israel. Uh, Israel is an apartheid state. Uh, so you know, no one, I think, nobody of conscience can deny that something fundamental has to change in Israel. And whether they're amenable to that, I don't know. Whether in the final analysis, Israel will have, to, it will be defeated by military means by the Palestinians and surrounding countries. We just don't know. I mean, mm. it's, a, it's a terrible vista, as they say. Now, this is something, it's still uncertain because the statement from Qatar's foreign ministry, they're mediating with Hamas. They described the talks over the last 48 hours that produced this agreement this morning as a mediation by Egypt, the US and Qatar for what they're calling a humanitarian pause. But they've just, they've kind of added a little addendum saying that the start time of the truce will be announced within the next day. Do we know much about that? 
Well, it has to um, go before the Israeli government, first of all, at large. And then apparently there's a 24-period during which it can be challenged legally. So therefore, it doesn't seem likely that it can begin until tomorrow. That's the expectation. And Israeli for, uh, spokespeople have been saying that, that it's likely then that the, the lull, the pause, whatever they want to call it, will commence tomorrow, Thursday. And finally, um, do we know anything about the plight of eight-year-old Emily Hand? A couple of listeners just wondering about that. Uh, well, um, I have no um, knowledge about that, except that yeah. obviously we hope that she is released. And I think there are high hopes that she will be released because she fits into the category. She's a child, and certainly it seems that children are going to be prioritised when it comes to the releases. So we can be hopeful that she will be released. OK, Dominic, good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us this morning. Uh, Clonakilty for Gaza will hold that candlelit rally in solidarity with the people of Gaza this coming Saturday, 25th of November at 5pm uh, in Clonakilty's Asna Square. That's Dominic Carroll there from Clonakilty. Quartz 96 FM.